The following show features episodic breakdowns of Jackass, either performed by professionals or under the supervision of professionals. For your safety, avoid listening to this podcast at all times. Hi, I'm Mikey Aaronworth. I'm Jason Wellwood. And I'm Chris Aaronworth. Welcome to Jackass. A little musical number, if you will. This is the Jackass Podcast, not the Jack Podcast. This is my favorite show because it is my show. And if it was your show, well, you'd probably like it more than this show. Oh, God, I forgot was that. That was a Tom Green theme song. That was the theme song. That was killing me. Welcome to the Jackass. This is a very special Tom Green special edition episode. And we're all together once again, just the boys doing doing our thing. We wanted to take a break since we just wrapped up Jackass Season 1 and uh, do something a little different before we dive into all things uh, Jackass once again. And this is the direct competition to the show we've been reviewing. So if you're looking at this episode going, why, why the fuck are they not talking about Jackass? Uh, you have to realize that this Tom Green fellow is basically... He's like the fucking, if, if Marvel is jackass, this is like your DC, baby. This is Tom Green. Is it, and he's are they, are they opposed to one another? Or are they, I always thought that Tom Green was more of like an influence, if anything. Or were they, were they mm, airing at the same time? There's some, there's some battling going on, man. If you've, if you've ever looked into it, like Tom Green has straight out said, he even has a few raps where he calls out Johnny Knoxville for really ripping him Did off. Did he drop that hot fire and check the OR? <laughs> ah no, that, that's a goddamn good track. That's a banger. Though. I'm not gonna lie, absolute banger. Well, because yep. the the Tom Green show aired in 1998 and 99. Um, that's that's when it had its first run. And Jackass obviously was was quite a little bit after that. A few uh, years, it was the at 2000s least, right? actually. Yes, as as I know from facts of the day. <laughs> well, Chris, speaking of, uh, do we have a date that this came? Do you have any facts for us yes, about this date? Uh, what do you? Of course I do. Of course I do. So <laughs> I, I will just let you know we are reviewing today. Tom Green special called the Subway Monkey Hour. Uh, it was actually released on March 24th of the year 2002. My mom's birthday. Yes, exactly. Our well, mom's not birthday. Not her actual birthday. That would be a little interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so I'll actually do a little bit of trivia with this question today because it was actually the 74th oh, Academy Awards. Okay. So I'm going to see, I'll give you a hint after if you can't get it right away, but who do you think won best picture? What movie do you think won best picture this year? In 2002. Oof. I can't remember what That's came a very there. good Here, question. I'll, I'll, I'll put a little minority report? No. Oh, that's a good movie, though. Gotta love Tom I Cruise. Think that's 2002, isn't it? It, it actually uh, has the two actors. I'll tell you the first one first Halle Berry. Oh, uh, is this Monsters Ball? No, no. And Denzel Washington is the other one. Training Day? No, no. Man, I thought you were a movie buff. Wait. A Beautiful Mind. They're both in a beautiful mind. Denzel Washington. Yeah, kind of threw Barry. me off when I was reading that. What the fuck? Maybe it's a different a beautiful mind. No, no, there's one a beautiful mind, but still, wow. it's not the okay. one with Good to um, know. what's his face from House of Cards, is it? Evan Spacey. No, that's American Beauty. Oh, okay, yeah. So yeah, no, it's definitely a beautiful mind. So 
And there was actually another cool thing. It was actually a big holiday. It's actually a national, or sorry, international, a world holiday on March 24th. It is World Tuberculosis Day. Tuberculosis. That sounds fun. What a great thing to uh, to be celebrating. Yeah, yeah. Wait, are we celebrating you tuberculosis? Think the, yeah, of course. Or? It's worth celebrating. It's <laughs> gun, it's very good at what it does. You can't take that away from it. It's very good at what it does. It kind of sounds and, like a crustaceous, crustaceous, crustaceous. What's the what's the uh, <laughs> category of broccoli and uh, cauliflower? You know what I'm oh, saying, man. Here. Vegetable. That's all I know. Those things as it, it yeah, sounds like one of those. They're trees and snow trees. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah, That's cauliflower a- being the snow tree. Yeah. Listen, I don't, I don't want to derail us too yeah. much. Let's get but, into it. But, but a beautiful mind does not have Halle Berry and Denzel Washington. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm reading it right off the site. Wow! Yeah. Fucking rigged quiz. What? Yeah, that was that was unfair. Okay, now I got to check my You know what? Oh, while you, while you're it. looking that up, I have a quiz for you guys. How about yeah, this? Okay. I got a quiz of my own. Does anybody here in the house like bananas? Anybody like bananas? Can I get an oh yeah? <laughs> oh, oh yeah! yeah. All, all the ladies in the house say ho! Oh. I can't wait to talk about this. Can we talk about this, please? <laughs> Let's fucking talk about it. I'm down for it. Welcome to Subway Monkey Hour, people. This is a one-hour special in Japan, of course, and Tom Green is basically on a paid trip, courtesy of MTV, to go and just fuck around, and uh, I was blown away by this thing when I first saw it back in the day. This is one of those ones I mentioned on the show before. My brother would buy these, you know, VHS movies, get them mailed in. This was one of them that he had, and we would watch this on repeat, me and my friends. I loved this. I knew all the parts, all the bits, and watching them again, my God, the nostalgia is strong. So we're headed to Tokyo, Japan, and uh, the way this is laid out, just for context, we have a very well put together voiceover with some, you know, 1970s, like, Japanese stock footage and it's really painting the picture that we're going along on this ride through japan and here's all the things you need to know the essential information and then it's totally juxtaposed by this complete idiot tom green who we we all love (laughs) it's like one of those those travelogue videos like yeah totally actually kind of funny tying in tuberculosis when i got arrested i need to get community service hours so i worked in an old folks home And I had to get a tuberculosis. No, look, no, follow follow me, follow me. I had to get a tuberculosis (laughs) test where they stick a needle under your arm. And if it bubbles up, then you're good or bad. I can't remember either way. So I was working in the old folk home and they, they gave me that my job was to do travel log for all these old people. And basically like, I just had to to put on videos of places to travel. And it was these kind of videos. Like if you come here, treat the culture like this, if you do this, do this. And I always thought it was like so fucked up that these people that are never leaving this home are just like, you're just 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 watching videos of them of the best places to be in the world. And they're just like, oh man, I just get so stoned and just sit there. I loved it. That's why I like traveling so much because I was actually able to go. But uh, I guess we're just moving past the fact that this started with when I got arrested as though that's like a normal thing that we start our conversations. (laughs) It wasn't the first and probably won't be the last. Didn't they just offer you the the option to to pay a fine with the community service? Not when when they're heavy, heavy charges, bud. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> I mean, I spray painted you know, uh, our our high school when I was, and I, they gave me that option. I just paid, which I think is kind of a cop out. I mean, they should make you do a little work for your. your well, your it's deed. hard to get community service hours because everyone asks, like, "Do you have a criminal record?" You're like, who the fuck does community service for <laughs> just for the fun of it? Like, <laughs> just for the fun of it. <laughs> Don't call me Mother Teresa oh, or nothing, man. but like, let me. I'm just trying to fucking work for free. Jesus Christ. <laughs> speaking speaking of getting arrested, though, I'm surprised Tom Green didn't get arrested on this trip. Like, yeah. Just if you don't know Tom Green or you're not familiar with that name, again, he is an outrageous man. Please look him up if you don't know much.
much about him. And he's done it all. He had his own talk show that I think is something that inspired the likes of Eric Andre's show now that you see oh, yeah. today. Totally. Very much in the same format. Outrageous, ridiculous. He would go on to star in movies. Freddie Got Fingered was a big one. I think Stealing Harvard was another one of his big ones. Uh, he would do stand-up comedy. He was even a talk show host. He He filled in, I believe it was... Was that for, I can't remember if it was Conan or Letterman or someone big, but he Mm. filled in for a couple weeks on like a late night talk show back in the day. But the thing that makes Tom Green special is at his core, he is very much a man of the people and just he knows how to dig deep and get the best reactions out of people. He will do anything to get a reaction. He is, he has no shame. He's there solely for the viewer's entertainment. You know, I love Tom Green. He's a selfless performer. Yeah, he brought in. Well, I don't know about selfless. I think he's it's all about him, but that's okay because he is who he is. He he brings a type of energy that and comedy that we just hadn't seen before. It was so new and it 100 percent inspired my sense of humor for honestly my entire life. I, I think I'd gotten so far removed from Tom Green that I didn't realize that so much of what I used to do, just like the outrageousness of yelling and screaming and saying dumb things over and over again to try to people to try to make people think you were just fucking weird. Like you almost make other people laugh by creeping out the people that you're around uh, and getting reactions that way. And that's always been an element of what I like doing. And I didn't realize until I went back to watch Subway Monkey Hour because it's been decades since I've watched Tom Green uh, or at least a decade, maybe 15 years. And this, it just, it, it felt like putting on a, 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 a warm blanket. It was such a good return to what I remember loving about comedy back as a kid. Yeah, man. He, uh, he's a special guy and uh, he's still kicking today. I believe he's got a podcast. The last time I checked in with him, he's, um, he was touring the States in a van and doing entertainment remotely wherever he ends up. Welcome to Japan, a land of ancient temples and modern conveniences. Japan is the most popular tourist destination in all of Asia. Throughout the next hour, you will be instructed on how to make the most of your trip to the land of the rising sun. The opening, Tom steals a cell phone from just a random (laughs) Japanese man on the street, puts it in his pocket. He's just (laughs) introing the show like it's no big deal. Welcome to Japan. We're here for a special MTV one hour, one hour special. We're going to do all sorts of crazy things. Meanwhile, this dude's trying to like, you know, politely kind of reach into his pocket, get a cell phone back. He like doesn't even react. He has like no reaction to it. That And that's what, that's what this whole movie or special, whatever it is, borders on the line of exploitative, but because I think it's so ingrained in the culture of Japan that like politeness is such a big thing and you, and and you just expect respect and you give respect. So for Tom green to go there was like the worst fucking place for him to go uh, or the best, best depending on how you look at it. Yeah. Yeah. What, what I love like one thing I took out of this is like Japanese people. I I just want to go to Japan. Their culture is so amazing. They're so polite, Mm -hmm. polite almost to a fault. And they just will would rather just look the other way when the craziest shit's going on then then be confrontational in any sorts. And I think that's why this is the perfect place for this uh, special to be done. The reason I want to go to Japan is because they sell panties in like vending machines and in weird back alleys, like is one of the sketches in this. And that's why I want to go. I think there's a market for my panties and I'm having trouble hucking them out the the back of my van. (laughs) I I think I might be able to make it work. Have you tried the two week olds yet? Those ones usually sell a lot faster. 
I, I aged them like wine. It's like four years yeah. or bust for me. <laughs> Mikey's got a whole cellar in the basement. He's getting uh, <laughs> renovated as he's aged wine with chestnuts. Yeah. A hint of chestnut. Oak wood, oak wood <laughs> panels everywhere. Some the, the real old ones he keeps in a disc, display case with the spotlight. And it's a, yeah, humidifier, yeah, everything. Humidifier, yeah. <laughs> so here we are in Japan. Uh, there's not much of you know what, intro or anything, it's just kind of right into the action. So here we go. Our first little sketch, uh, he's going to check out some Western-style family attractions because when you go to a foreign place, I mean, the first thing you're going to do is do the shit you can do, you know, at home, right? Modern Japan has much more to offer the casual tourist than ancient temples. Today, visitors can find plenty of Western-style family attractions. Uh, here we are to the local theme park, Monkey Land in Japan. Tom's going to look at some monkeys and, uh, oh... Turns out he's in trouble already. He's already stepped foot in there and uh, someone's pestering him. But at this point, we don't really know why. We find out that Tom did not buy a ticket after some, <laughs> after some convincing, to which Tom replies, monkeys? Is there monkeys here? Yeah, he doesn't understand what's going on. Uh, the thing I love about it, though, is that uh, eventually he does catch wind that they're talking about tickets and he literally just turns to the camera and goes, okay, so I found out now that they're trying to tell me I didn't buy a ticket, but I'm just going to continue acting like yeah. we're talking about monkeys. And he's just totally playing off it. So fucking funny. He's it, that, that whole, like this whole sketch is, is it's a good one to start with because so much of it revolves around this idea of mistranslation and miscommunication. And, you know, it gets into between culture, but the easiest way we understand miscommunication is between two people who speak a different language. And he just so blatantly rubs it in her face that this is another one of those moments where I'm like, it's kind of uncomfortable, but in, in a way where it is kind of harmless as well. He's not making fun of the language that she's speaking. He's just kind of like as an experiment, seeing how far he can take it. And it goes to the point where he does pay. It's all good. And then they start to tell him, cause he's in this like green Godzilla costume or like a lizard costume. <laughs> and they're like, take the costume off. And so he, he's like, Oh, I understand. And he takes all his clothes off. And he's just yeah. playing this, like this really oh, innocent man. joke on them. Uh, but they're again, like you're not supposed to, see a man's nipples like or a woman's nipples in in public and they're just mortified by it yep. and it's so it's such a realistic reaction that they're kind of like no 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 like i get it you, you have to he's like oh so i can put this back on and yeah. i don't know I, that, 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 back that and forth. start it was so good it was so good mm -hmm. it was the thing where i was like oh my god i'm really gonna fucking like this yeah I love how he's just trying to play like he's the perfect, he's like the perfect tourist. He's listening to everything they say. It's just that he's misunderstanding all of it and just standing. Taking it way too literally. As if yeah. somebody that didn't <laughs> yeah. understand it back, like, you, you know, someone from a different place comes here and then you're trying to explain something and you're like, yeah, it would be like, like if someone had uh, garbage or something and you said, throw it away. And they literally like threw throw it overhand yeah. just against a wall or like so something dumb like that, where you can Thanks actually assist, see broski. that miscommunication happening. <laughs> I really think that Tom's getting naked and taking off the green costume was justified, though, because as he explains, the color green will scare the shit out of monkeys. You don't yeah. want to do that at the zoo and be hostile. So uh, I was kind of wondering getting into this this special is how soon, like, it's almost like you could have taken a bet. How soon till Tom Green is going to run around and yell at the top of his lungs <laughs> in public? <laughs> Happens right in the first sketch, baby. He's running around. And he's like, oh, I got to take this off because if the monkeys see green, they're going to freak out like... <laughs> Just <laughs> running around yelling where in his underwear at the zoo and this poor little Japanese woman is like chasing him around just politely trying to get this man dressed and get yeah. him the fuck out of there. 
Oh, God. It was great. So funny. It was great. And then, of course, the return to the zoo later on in the kind of like the the afterword of this, he, he, he says, uh, uh, green scares monkeys, so this should be fine. And he's wearing a full brown like chimpanzee costume. <laughs> <this time. laughs> Love it. Now, you guys, you like you like Japanese food? You, you ever oh, order yeah. sushi? Ooh. Fucking Udon, noodles, anything like that. I could I could eat Japanese food exclusively for the rest of my life. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. In Japan, is it's actually customary. It's okay to slurp your food a little bit. At least that's what they say <laughs> in this so video. Good. I don't know if that's bullshit. I probably shouldn't get my facts from Tom Green's no, Subway is, Monkey that's, Hour. That's actually true. That is that is true. It's a sign of of <laughs> you're showing your enjoying enjoyment. Enjoyment, yeah. Western visitors are often startled by the slurping sounds in a Japanese noodle shop, but in Japan. Slurping is a sign that you are enjoying your meal. Let me go get some lunch. So Tom goes in there, and he's literally just holding the microphone up to people eating their noodles, trying to capture all those, those sweet, sweet slurps. This is the best montage ever. And then, and then he does what Tom Green always does, where he does the slurping way more obnoxiously, to the point where it's almost like, again, it's almost that miscommunication where you could kind of understand how it's like, everyone's doing this. Why is it weird if I do it for an extra 30 seconds uh, right at your table? Like he, he sits at other people's tables. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's 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 loud really and scary. I think what, what just you happened want from him, the poor he guy. Did. You can see them looking kind of like I don't know if we should say anything, but their haircuts were also like exactly like his haircuts. I don't know why that happened, but it just it's the style so, at the time. It's the style of the time for Tom Green and uh, just average kids in Japan eating noodles. Yeah, man, uh, I love that too. When he's he's being obnoxious, he's like sitting right by beside this guy who's just like not impressed, and, the, and so they get extreme close up of all these noodles just hanging out like out of his mouth he's not even sucking up the noodles he's just making no. noise and he almost does a spit take because he he's been slurping for so long he just almost loses it he now this choked is, up for a second this is important because tom green is the guy who never fucking cracks yeah. because it's his job to go way longer than anyone else is comfortable with the fact that they outlasted him and he's mm -hmm. like oh my god i'm not gonna get a reaction out of these guys and he laughed was just like that's yeah. a little like like on the low hint like a uh, 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 nod to fans to be like yo this is going to be kind of different this is going to be kind of weird and I, I loved it that's a good point it, it also reminds like I used to do things like this because he starts off this sketch by going to the other table and being like oh it looks like you guys have an empty seat I'll sit here and then just do something weird. Like I literally would do things like that. I would just find a table of kids. But this is when I was a kid and go, <laughs> go over to the table. <laughs> and then I would introduce them to my pimp who was a lot older than me. Naturally. Yes. And that's it. But I was, no, I'd sit there and I do, I would do that slurping thing. I think I had done that at restaurants in like the cafeteria at a mall or something like that. Like this, I cannot explain to you how much, I got influenced by Tom Green and and a lot of little things uh, that we experience in pockets. Is that in this why your episode. bum was always on my leg? Yeah, yeah, and why I loved uh, Swiss cheese uh, <laughs> and why you. I, I mean, you loved it because you kept asking me to put my bum on your lips again. And I was like, I'm not actually comfortable taking it that far. And you're like, but if you get lucky, I'll give it a kiss. And I'm like, all right, that sounds good. Man, I gotta watch that music video. That's but, right. That's one of the first things I ever downloaded. Yeah, it was like when, yeah. you, when I had like like scour. I think it was even like pre Napster. It was like scour.net yeah, or yeah, something yeah. weird like that. And I would just watch it over and over and over again. <laughs> yeah, we would we would burn CDs back in the day of downloaded music, and that was always that. No, I shouldn't say it was on every mix, but I definitely had it on one. I think it was like the standout track number one, the Bum oh, Bum yeah. song. Oh, Bum Bum song, baby. It was a banger. Most visitors come to Japan to see the beautiful ancient temples. 
It's hard to resist spending your entire vacation exploring these ageless wonders. Moving on, though, we've got uh, more stock footage of some ancient temples to set the stage here. We're at one of these things that you see in Japan, you know, travel books and stuff all the time. Sort of like a Benihana, I guess. Uh, it's a temple, Tom. It's a, a temple. Um, <laughs> he's walking with a group. They're like, it's a tour group. Mm-hmm. And uh, the tour guide is speaking in Japanese, and everybody kind of chuckles at a joke. And then Tom <laughs> just starts losing it oh. as if he understands the joke. And he's laughing, like, for so long that they actually have to cut. And they come back, and he's still laughing. And the guy's telling him, like, okay, it's it's okay. Like, you can calm down. He's like, oh, I'm still laughing. That joke was just so funny. His, that, his, so good. that laugh that he was doing throughout this whole thing was definitely definitely the standout for me because we're talking about miscommunication the one thing that not the one but one of the main things that any language understands is laughter and every single time people get excited they're like oh he thinks he's funny and he keeps going and you just see that that switch go off (laughs) on their brain when they're like what's going on right now is this guy serious is he not serious and he and he just that over exaggerated laugh that he's done throughout his entire career but it just really landed here in japan better than anywhere else yeah i i i'm very familiar with that feeling and it usually starts when you start to tell a story chris and then i i'm starting like yeah this is exciting he's putting words together and then it just kind of keeps going and i'm like wait a second like i is there is there is it supposed is this funny are we oh i thought you were going with that you can you uncontrollably laugh at every time i tell a story Uh, yeah it's fake most of the time but yeah i do i do that yeah yeah same same with my love for you younger brother Um, I, I love, yeah, I, I think you're so right though, Jay, about, about, uh, the Jay, way that well, I just made act- the point. Give me some fucking credit. You just got to talk shit and then just flip back to Jay. Well, no, he said something earlier that I, that I liked. Sorry. Did you say something? I zoned out for a little bit. Uh, yeah. They cut back to me and I was still laughing. He blacked out um, of laughter. <laughs> yeah. Fair, fair. Fucking but it's, it's this, this is, this is another one of those moments, uh, or in, in the special where it kind of borders the line of uncomfortable and almost disrespectful. Cause he's at, uh, somewhere like you said, Jay, where it's supposed to be quiet, right? Like it's supposed to be kind of respectful and he's saying it looks like a Benihana. He's telling people to try to steak teriyaki. Uh, and, and then someone <laughs> who's walking downstairs, this is my favorite in the, in, in, in the, maybe one of my favorite moments in the special, there's this guy in a suit walking down a large thing of stairs and he slams and Tom Green has a megaphone and he starts laughing into the megaphone <laughs> at the guy who slipped. And you could just imagine like in Japan, it's like, you're not, so you acknowledge it. You, I don't know, this is going to sound racist, but like, do you bow at it? I don't know. But like, it just like, you just treat it with a, a, a sense of formality. And he does the exact opposite. He blatantly laughs in a megaphone at a place where everyone else is being caught. Yeah. When someone so, made yeah. a mistake, that guy, honestly, I can almost guarantee you like took his own life over the sword. Like he, a, he committed like a, Hari Curry. It was exactly. Hari Curry, a hundred percent. Yeah. Gee, I fucking hope not. Hey, did we mention the Green Man statue? Oh, the Snake God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the best. So that's kind of where the tour ends. They uh they they point out this green statue. I guess it's a Snake God, according to Mikey. I uh, didn't know you were a uh, Japanese, you know, <laughs> fucking history buff. But there you Everyone go. Everyone knows that they have a Snake God statue in the Tochigi Prefecture, where he uh, was in the first place. You. Wow. I'm impressed. It sounds real. I'm going to pretend that that's a, that's a, a fact and we're going to move Sound on more real than my facts uh, of the day. Yeah. <laughs> shit. Some credit there, man. I, uh, just the pronunciation was good too. Like really, I guarantee you know, like he his OCD. Um, he sat up all night last night practicing to make sure he didn't butcher that shit in bed at three in the morning. Dude, don't make this worse. 
Oh boy. Arigato. So, Tom sees Tom sees this fucking statue, and then just there's like a two second pause of him just looking at it, and then of course he just goes into a squat <laughs> and just like. <laughs> <laughs> he just pushes all the air from his diaphragm up and starts screaming. He screams Eyes so loud. Eyes bugging out of his head, and he just takes off up the stairs, and uh, that's the end of the segment. Oh, it's I great. Love this guy. It's great. He just pretends to be super scared, and everyone is like, maybe foreigners just are afraid of our god statues. Like, who knows? I feel like by the time it, he left, like there was this like general consciousness between all the people of Japan that felt this like sense of relief. Like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, you know, real. like how like for different real. things happen in different parts of the world. And just like, there's that interconnectivity. There's a phrase for it. Just the, the second he, the plane left, like everyone just was like, ah, now we can relax. Like the, the, the collective unconscious. That's what yeah. I'm very Jungian yeah. theory. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not as good as book smarts as you, Mikey. The Japanese don't get angry very easily. And they have a lot of patience with people who annoy them. Oh, look at this. Here we go. Hi, I'm the new guy. I gotta say, the politeness, like, their iron will in terms of, like, politeness in public is pretty amazing. Like, the only time that Tom really gets in trouble or gets a stern talking to is by either someone who's, like, a security guard, a manager of a place, an authority figure. It's never yeah. the people in public, very rarely in here anyways, that someone will say something. Instead, it's more common for them to turn away or just kind of laugh it off or just ignore them. This next one is a perfect example of this. Tom's in a subway station, and he's set up at a table with some other some other guys there that, like, I don't know what their profession is, but they have a PA system there. Maybe it's just to give announcements or something. And uh, Tom's playing with the microphone. He's, he's you know, doing, like, a check one, two, three. Uh, <laughs> this is one of my favorite things in Subway Monkey Hour. He starts asking the crowd, Who wants bananas? No? Oh, I've got a song about grapes I could do. Grapes, grapes, grapes. Would you like some grapes? Can I just do that one? One, one time for the people. One time, one time for the people. 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 And he's just being an asshole on the microphone. Um, and the guy comes and you know he shuts it down. He's like, no, 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 no. Please, please, like, no noise. Don't do that. And uh, they get into this weird back and forth battle where Tom will turn the mic on and then the the attendant there he'll turn off the the speaker. Tom will bend down turn the speaker back on as the attendant is turning <laughs> off the microphone and they trade this back and forth for like a good solid minute god damn it's, it's pretty funny but it's, no there's no outbursts there's no anger it just kind of flows it's a good point i think they do almost expect whomever has been appointed as the authority figure around uh to get involved and they just kind of keep their head down until it happens and Tom is being as obnoxious as a human being can be. He's explicitly told not to turn on the microphones. He keeps on doing it. They have that back and forth of the turning on the amp, turning off the amp when he's trying to speak. And to the guy's credit, he is kind of smiling and laughing. So I don't know if he's just like okay with it or he's doing that to be polite, but this exchange was absolutely hilarious. And and I think you mentioned, uh, uh, you weren't sure where it was. I know Tom Green filmed a lot at like a trade show of some sort. Right. in japan and i think this may have been at that as well uh and and we'll we'll keep returning back to it and he gets away with a lot at the trade show where was this trade the trade show where, like you said what was the name of the district what? and the name of the trade show building oh. <laughs> 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 uh, it's, it's it's near the togichi prefecture though i do know that oh. yeah is everything a prefecture in japan it, it's all a prefecture i don't even is know what actually a prefecture called a prefecture is. Like, is that how it says in the language or is it like you're using the? No, 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 no. That's the English word for it. 
And step it up next time, Mikey. Yeah. Prefecture <laughs> is an administrative jurisdiction traditionally governed governed by an appointed prefect. Love when you have part of the name itself in the definition. That's always helpful. I know. Mikey knows what a preschool kid is. Apparently he likes to sit beside them at, at their <laughs> lunch table. <laughs> yeah. They, their moms pack them delicious lunches and I get hungry. You it's the best rip, place to go. Trade, trade, trade them your, your uh, pudding pop for a friggin' uh... <laughs> I don't eat the pudding pops. All I right, want their Cosby, bags of calm down. Calm down. <laughs> um, listen, the... Uh, <laughs> you okay, Chris? Uh, <laughs> the best part of this, though, is that the trading back and forth of the microphone on, off, on, off isn't enough. Tom Green's trying to get... A, just to get at least one or two words in there, so when he has that brief second before the speaker goes off, he'll he'll bring his face up to the mic and go, skibbity do. <laughs> Skibbity dip dip. Skibbity doo doo. Oh, skibbity, skibbity. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. I, I found at this point in the show, too, I was laughing. Like, it's kind of hard to do it justice through talking about it. Like, to see it is so much better. But I was laughing at this more than I've laughed at a lot of the Jackass episodes. I, I, laughed, I was surprised. I laughed more in Subway Monkey Hour than I have at anything in Jackass so far, with maybe the exception of one of the, the vomit sketches, and especially talking about it when Chris would start to vomit. But yeah, I, I laughed so much in, in this. That's because you're racist. And speaking of some good laughs. <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> I'm just kidding. If you see Japanese snow monkeys at the side of the road, you should stay in your car, as these are wild animals and can be dangerous. Japanese snow monkeys. Uh, this part, actually, I referenced earlier that uh, he, Tom Green has called out Johnny Knoxville in his raps before. He has a rap about this very moment as well. Really? Uh, yeah, he includes a line about how he went to Japan and got a monkey in the van. And uh, <laughs> that's what happens here. They see some snow monkeys <laughs> on the roadside, and Tom Green is just... He's, he's ready to go. The first thing I thought is, I don't think Tom Green realizes how dangerous this is or could be. He's got a yeah. bag of chips, and he knows those monkeys are going to want those goddamn chips. But he steps out of the van, and he's crinkling the bag, you know, getting them all riled up. And they're already jumping at him, swiping at him. <laughs> he's just politely going, let me open it first. Let, let me yeah. open it. Guys, come on. Settle down. I got to open it. <laughs> he's not able to communicate with the human beings there, and yet he thinks but that slowly speaking to the monkeys is going to get him anywhere. Yeah. Do those, would those monkeys speak Japanese in their head? Yes. Yeah, they, they, they do speak Japanese in their head. Uh, they, I know they write Japanese. Their calligraphy is great. Um, they also roll sushi for people. If, if they, if you ask them for food, they'll, they'll make you a meal like cucumber roll or something like that. Or a nice. banana roll is, is I definitely favorite. get one of those yeah. monkeys in my van. <laughs> I like, I like that, uh, this, this, this sketch has like such a vibe of, oh shit, look at that. Let's turn the cameras on and just see what happens. And the whole thing is they're like standing around there, like hoping that that something's going to happen. And they're like, let's let's get one in the van and then it turns out they're not so hard to catch all you need yeah. is a van and some pretzels which jay i've heard <laughs> you say a, a ton on this podcast before not talking about monkeys necessarily but just when it comes to getting things in vans <laughs> that may not want to be in those vans uh pretzels help uh and that's why you have so much shit all over your van as well I, 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 can you speak to that is that is that uh am i wrong in assuming that i can speak to that yes i um that's actually how i met your brother uh, oh yeah i like i like a good pretzel <laughs> i don't know if you knew Tom, that little fun fact pretzel baby yeah oh that's a that's now that's a sketch i'd like to watch in a van or otherwise 
I, I did say a few episodes back that this was the bang bus after all, did I not? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Did. I didn't say I didn't say who was who was on the receiving end of the of the bang part, but uh, maybe it's monkeys. I don't know. Maybe we'll try something different. <laughs> Special episode. Listen, yeah. the uh, the monkeys in the van though is it, it kind of just happens on a whim. Like they didn't even yeah. really plan that. They just decided let's do it. They get the monkey in there, and you notice they got two in there. I think you mentioned that, Mikey, but one of them like jumps out at the very last second. So they almost had two goddamn monkeys, which I think would have been a pretty dangerous situation because like yeah. those two monkeys cooped up in there they probably would have started tearing each other apart or something they would have eaten each other's faces for sure it would have been ugly so we get a to be continued here as they close monkey number one in the van we're going to come back to it and see uh what happens next <laughs> He's in a Godzilla suit. He's uh, just terrorizing a miniature airport. Some sound effects thrown in for good measure. I think it's probably just one of those things like, ha, ah, this would be funny. I got to do this. You know, I, like I got to do a Godzilla movie spoof, but it doesn't really go anywhere beyond that. Looks cool, though. Did look cool. Eating and preparing sushi is a way of life in Japan. Respectable sushi chefs spend many years perfecting their craft. So what better way to ruin a beautiful meal than with two things, a walkie-talkie and a vibrator? Uh, if you've ever been to these types of sushi restaurants, uh, maybe here or in Japan, uh, they have a conveyor belt that kind of goes around. And as you see dishes appear on the belt, you're welcome to kind of grab what you would like. Um, and then they add it to your bill, I think is how that works. Tom decides, hey, let's put a dildo walkie-talkie on there so we can talk to people, as he says. <laughs> <laughs> Again, this this comes down to just that innocent entry to, or like like uh, a perspective that he's trying to bring where he's just like everything oh, he does you guys hear that is... the cops are after me Did you hear that siren? oh shit chris are yeah what is, are you getting arrested again are you gonna Fuck. need to do more community service Fuck. <laughs> i don't want to go back to the old folks home <laughs> maybe Not you have the to old folks for real this time or yeah what? yeah so who's got it <laughs> um so the uh what i what i really like about this is is just the innocence that tom green uh goes about the sketches with where like you said jay he, he says uh he says you know it's just to talk to everyone it like there's this real childlike side to him that i i, I always kind of find really fun and endearing um but this this I find as for as short lived as lived a sketch as it is because the dildo gets taken out like right away. Uh, this is one of the funniest ones and it has to do with Tom Green's improvisational skills because obviously they find the vibrator. And do you remember how the waitress approaches him and the questions that she asks? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great too. Cause she comes up to him and the walkie talkie's still on. So <laughs> he's like, is this yours? And there's so much feedback, but of course, instead of putting the walkie talkie down, Tom answers through the fucking walkie talkie. And it's just like <laughs> the most God awful sound. But yeah, she doesn't, she come up and say like, um, excuse me are these yours or something yeah. like that he says are these yours and he says yeah the dildo's mine but the camera's not as it's like those <laughs> things, someone else put the camera there i have nothing to do with it it was so perfect i love that yeah well if you see a oh, dildo man, going man. on around in a cart and you got a camera you yeah. know if someone I, picks up that dildo there. you might get a pretty good video you know yeah that's true that's true actually that's the, maybe he's right maybe he was telling the truth the whole time yeah there are some uh pervies i i love the end of this too because uh it you know the waitress i believe she was a waitress there i'm not 100 percent sure but she you know she leaves with with the vibrator which is she didn't give the vibrator back did she <laughs> yeah. I think she walks oh, away with you? it if i remember correctly she just wants to go take yeah, for like a little a spin one. on her lunch break <laughs> fucking yeah, well. introduce the vibrator to the sushi <laughs> she's trying to massage her tuna tartare 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> oh, the smell imagery. Some, too someone's just... got to put that one on ice. That's, uh, yeah. So uh, a chef comes out as he's leaving and tells him to fuck off. This is the first time you see someone <laughs> have an outburst at Tom in Japan. And one of the few, really, like no one gets this angry, I think, for the whole thing. After long hours at the factory, many Japanese men have a healthy appetite for some of the more risque pleasures found in Tokyo's red light district. It's the risque pleasures of the red light district. And what better way to go and uh, buy some used panties than with an interpreter that you hired. Ted the interpreter is here to come along. We're going to some guy's apartment building and he's just got wall-to-wall used panties. Like this guy's got a whole fucking store in that building. Yeah. The guy says right out of the gate, they see a camera and he goes, he tells the interpreter, he says, uh, please don't shoot my face. Nobody knows I'm doing this. And all I could think was, does that guy have a vagina on his face? Because, you know, it was like all blurred out. So. Oh. <laughs> the, the, it's, it's funny to think that this guy has like a day job or a family somewhere and then just comes to this closet in the middle of nowhere, basically, and sells used panties out of it. And I've always wondered, like, what's to stop them from just not using the person on the picture like why doesn't he just walk around with panties like tom tom goes to him at one point and is like is is this pair good and he's like yes the odor is very strong and i'm like that to me is not good (laughs) that's why you need to find a reputable penny dealer you know like you got anything you're buying you could buy it could be what it is or what it's not you pay the premium for the premium quality and you know when you become a panty sniffing connoisseur it's pretty clear whether you're <laughs> sniffing the male pheromones or the female pheromones, whether the discharge is r- just nice and ripe. So, you know, oh, it's just, the, you know, when you're in the game for a while, you just, right. it's, it's like smelling it's a bag of weed. You can tell if it's oregano or if you could tell it's some fine kush, you know, eventually. That's true. That's true. Yeah. All I know is that both weeds and the bush need to be trimmed sometimes. So, guys, well, like, where else are you going to get a schoolgirl uniform that smells like Big Macs, right? <laughs> I know a couple places. I've been to some weird McDonald's in my time. Like this whole this whole panty thing though is is strange. It's such a contrast from what we're seeing out on the streets of Japan, like politeness, courteousness. You just you open the wrong door and soon you're you're surrounded by soiled panties. It's like these this these things that you think don't exist on the surface. They're still there. There's some pretty uh crazy shit I've heard about in Japan too like where they they have these uh what the fuck are those places called? There's a no effects. You know you guys know no effects, the punk rock yeah, band. Of There's course. a no yeah, effects yeah. song. Yeah. Or they they go they sing about these bars that you can go to in Japan. They basically like hang you from the ceiling and whip you and shit, and you basically just go there and the, and the girls, you know, they they just dom you. Out. You guys think there's like cheap flights to Japan right now because of all everything that's going on? <laughs> yeah, maybe we we should go. We should go do our own Subway Monkey Hour. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. We could film it too. Yeah. Like this shit is going on like behind closed doors in a in a country that's appears to have its shit together on the surface. And I, I just find that so fascinating, you know? It's the product to of me, repression. It's, it's predictable. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. I guess that's why... Uh that's why you got the uh, you got the pornos with the uh, the pixelation. Yeah, what's up yeah. with that? Every, yeah. First of all, every Japanese one is like a basically a rape porn. You ever notice that? But then they still pixelate the things. Like it's like so aggressive in one way, but I know. you get like a pixelated wiener, and it's like the fuck am I watching porn for? It's like it's okay to see the choking and slapping, but I can't get to see the wiener. Is that not what your dick looks like? Mine looks like that. Like mine's mine's very blurry. And <laughs> <laughs> anyways. <laughs> Um, <laughs> the sun is going down now as we return to our, our locked van with a monkey in it. 
I can't believe how much time has passed because it was it looked like it was still midday when they caught the monkey. So I kind of wonder how long they've been like idling around going, what do we do now? Um, someone tells Tom to hop in, but he ain't having none of that. He's getting visibly upset. He does not want to get in there. <laughs> Cut to him putting the fish head on. He's got the fish costume and he says, it's okay, guys. I'll put the fish head on and I'll go in there. Yeah. Tom does admit here after some coercion that, uh, yeah, I, I do want to get in with the monkey, guys. I do want to do it, just for the record. So he gets in there. I don't know why. He just kind of like sits in the front seat. The monkey's just back there, obviously scared of this large white man with a crazy beard and a and a fucking bowl cut. It kind of just cuts away. Like, I guess they didn't really get anything good because now he's outside the van again, right? And they're talking about like, well, what do you want from me? Like, what do we do here? Is this the end? Like, where do we go with this? They're kind of... I liked this because it kind of reminded me of the reason why I strangely like the bird suit sketch from Jackass, where they become aware that it sucks and then that becomes the joke. When they're sitting there, they're like, what are we, what are we doing? Why do we just, why do we have a monkey in a van? And like, it, I don't know how fucking long it was in there for, but in the first scene, it was daytime. And then you cut back and it's nighttime. And it turns out it must've been in there a while. Cause it's shit all over the fucking van, including in his bag, which was the funniest thing. In, like that seems spiteful to me, uh, but they didn't have anything to do with it. And then I think they just decided afterwards, let's just let it free and go on our way. Like it has kind of the vibe of the entire special as a whole where Tom mm-hmm. Green, even at the, especially at the end, he's like, I didn't have a plan. MTV just paid for a trip for me and I filmed a bunch of stuff. So hopefully it's good. And that, that was like this sketch to a T. Well, I was like, when I was watching that, like I had like one major thought that I was like trying to figure out because I don't really understand it myself. And then I was like looking forward to get on here to ask, well, ask our resident uh, poo fetish specialist, Jay over there. Is (laughs) is there a difference? Like does does the animal poo turn you on or is that like a bestiality thing or is it just Mm. pure human poo? And I just don't know how the poo community feels about that. So I figured we might as well turn that to our uh, our uh, poo fetish specialist. That's a, that's a great question, Chris. Yeah. And Jay, I can't wait to hear what you have to say about that. First of all, the poo community. <laughs> we call it that. That's great. The I don't think I've ever heard that before. That's fucking great. If you really want to say, I don't know why you want me to answer this. Like, we're not already, like, you know, going long here. But okay. Uh, so let's look at it like this. Animal poo, human poo. Chris, you like big boobs, you like small boobs, what's your preference, right? Because, I mean, there's no wrong answer, right? There, there can't be a wrong answer. Yeah, some guys that's true. want a big uh, want a big old uh, badonkadonk, and uh, some guys want to get jacked off with your big toe. I don't know. Like, it's, it's different for everybody. But here's what I'll say. Animal poo is it, it just doesn't feel right man just it's always weird colors like what's with fucking seagulls why is it white who shits that's white a, that's a good question that doesn't make any sense yeah. i don't i know i know that for a fact i don't <laughs> shit white yeah, and you. how dare what you accuse mo- me of it what was that movie when it's just like he made me lick the white poo and you're like i remember like seeing oh, white animal brothers, poo and, and like it stuck out in your head it was like frosty white and you're like what the fuck is that and yeah. the fact that someone <laughs> thought to put that in a movie Step Brothers, that's what it was absolutely killed yeah. me that was great. Well, thanks for the input, Jay. Appreciate it. I, I, I see where you're coming from. <laughs> Check one, two. Check one, two. It's piano time, baby. Let's get back to it. This one is my number one stunt of this whole thing. Like, number one segment here, just because this song gets stuck in my head every time I hear it. Uh, I am going to put in a clip because nothing can do it justice. It's, uh, Tom Green is at this expo we mentioned. It looks like it's some sort of music expo. And he's up on stage with a piano. Like, the, how he got this booked, I have That's no idea. That's a great idea. question. I was no wondering the same idea. thing. 
But uh, he's sitting there, and he just starts playing the piano, and <laughs> out it comes, baby, the most beautiful song you've ever heard. And the people in the audience are just sitting there like, what the fuck are we watching? Like, and the politeness is still hanging in the air, which is the amazing thing. Like, they're obviously, they know their time is being wasted, but nobody interrupts, nobody interjects. They're just waiting patiently for him to finish. Um, He starts getting more and more intense until eventually he's asked to leave the stage. (laughs) Someone comes up and just escorts him out of there. Well, the whole, like, like, leading up to him getting escorted out, though, you have this moment where everyone is just being polite and encouraging him almost. And... The what we've come to learn in this special is that the worst thing you can do for Tom Green or the best, depending on how you're looking at it, is to be nice to him. He will walk all over you. He loves it when you're nice to him. Uh, it just it, it, it gives him the fuel to go on. And then the security guard comes up to talk to him. And when he just starts engaging with like he's speaking nonsense to him, he's just saying English gibberish basically and the guy's like yeah 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 and he's like oh because the the handful the the two can handful uh seven cans of coke and the guy's like like yeah 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 like or whatever it is that he's saying and it's great and the guy so calmly and and patiently escorts him off stage but I guarantee you that guy could have kicked the shit out of Tom Green there's something about a security guard handling things in that demeanor in a suit where I'm like this guy could fuck shit up I bet you it it goes back to what we were saying earlier where that's exactly why there's a market for used panties. That guy is so mad. He just needs to go home and just sniff seven week yeah. old shit. You know, he's like, oh, I hated that guy. Oh. And then he starts to like himself again. Yeah. All better. Yeah, it works. I've tried it. <laughs> I love that talk with the security guard after though. Like you were just saying there, Mikey, where he's just making up gibberish. I think one of the things he said, I picked out a small line where he's basically like, yeah, well, we're here with Randall from Connecticut, you know, oh. uh, with, with the lentil soup and the padded pants. You know, they have the padded pants, so if they fall down, that's going to be fine for them. Yeah. <laughs> it just means then, nothing, but it's great. Yeah. And then I think the, the fucking best line is when he takes off and he's like, okay, okay, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get going now. And he, uh, he says, stay calm around the Claranova, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Hi, we're at the Moss Burger in Tokyo. It's a big company here in Japan. We'll be working here today. You know, speaking of community service, he's going to be working at the local burger joint, Moss Burger. He's going to be <laughs> cooking up some burgers, and uh, this is just absolutely ridiculous. I love this so he's, much. This might have been one of my so favorites. <laughs> Chris, take take it away, man. Well, take it away. He's taking the burgers, and you know, he's just he's really just trying to help out and do a good job. But unfortunately, he makes a bit of a boo boo, and, and apparently, it might be a cultural thing. But, uh, you know, in the prim and proper place of Japan, when, you know, people are doing things properly, he just starts handing people burgers onto their hands, <laughs> double burgers into ashtrays, and just pelting ketchup and toppings in these people's yeah, heads. Yeah. And there's, that's, again, the, the beauty about this video is everyone's so polite. Like, if that happened in the States, it would have been thrown right back in his fucking face. And these people are just sitting 100%. there, like, taking it. 
just because they're such nice people and they don't want to deal with conflict and he's just going more and more i i could not believe what was going on and the ashtray burger when he put he found two ashtrays and did a double burger into it and it, it was kind of appealing in a weird way i was like that actually is kind of cool yeah the new ashtray burger oh. it's funny because he doesn't get called out by the guy who he's basically <laughs> dumping ketchup into this poor guy's hand just so dumping ketchup. ketchup into this guy's hand to the point yeah. where the ketchup weighs yeah. more than the meat patty itself and the guy like everyone in this sketch is just looking at him like how does he not understand how we do things like they're they're thinking they're like did we train him incorrectly how did he get this from what we see like they're not <laughs> cluing into the fact that he's doing it on purpose they're like this yeah. is our fault this is somehow our fault and that the guy who's getting the ketchup dumped in his hands doesn't do or say anything until the security guard comes out which is going to bring up my question of how many subtle guys in suits will Tom Green get a stern talking to by the end of this special. And the answer I think is like six or something like that. Um, but then he says like, go fuck yourself to Tom Green after he starts to get shit from a member of authority. And it's like, Oh, is that kind of part of it? Like someone needs to yeah. okay that for them and then they'll do it. Who yeah, knows? Someone said something like suck my balls or like, it was like a, a balls reference. Yeah. <laughs> I caught that a man on the way out says something. And what you hear Sounds like he says, says, suck it. And the yeah. subtitles clearly say suck it. But I think he meant stop it. And I think the production crew is just like, hey, it'd be funny if we had. No, because apparently know, Degener it De Degeneration <laughs> X was huge in Japan at that time. <laughs> that they don't know what it means. They had no idea what it means, but that's just suck it, you know? That's amazing. I love the idea that that guy's just a one, two, three kid fan through and through. Yeah. Oh, big time. He's fucking, you know. He's they, jumping off the top ropes. Yeah. Every Japanese person secretly wishes he or she was an American. And they often dress up like Elvis. And uh, hey, man, speaking of pop culture, permeating the culture, this is Tom Green hitting the streets dressed up as Elvis. He's going to go do some oh, karaoke. Yeah. Uh, now, this starts out in... What looks like a fairly quiet area, but it's not revealed immediately exactly where he is. So, you know, he's got his little portable amplifier, the microphone, he's ready to go, he sets up, and uh, we, get, we get the music, and it hits, and it hits hard, and it's taking care of business, boys. Check. Check. Woo! They get up every morning from alarm clock one and take the eight to the city there's a whistle up above us people pushing people shoving and the girls who are trying to look pretty he, he just fucking hits it tom greens he's all in on this taking care of business thing but he only gets a half a verse in uh and they cut his mic all the power is gone <laughs> and you start to realize that oh shit he's at like a temple or something because someone comes oh, right. up and says this is not a place to do that he just goes he just goes into full tom green like playing the fool mode here and he's talking about his manager randy who booked him in at nine uh <laughs> with triple a entertainment of course so it was, it was yeah, all a booking issue this was the wrong they're trying to get their gigs up and they're you know they're trying to have a good old time down with by the bicycle and have it you know if, if they're not bringing the supplies over by the technical aspects of things you know and, and they're like i think he's saying real things i'm pretty sure what he's saying are real <laughs> he things but i don't know randy from triple a entertainment you know yeah. what i loved was like like we're, we're talking about like the how they splice in like the travel interstitials this one it was just like yeah the japanese people all want to be american they really appreciate american oh. type things <laughs> and you're like 
Okay, I don't know who made this video, but well, did, fuck. Did you know? No, yeah. there like there is a a huge fetishization yeah. for Americana, in, especially in Japan. that. Um, that's that's absolutely what's real. That bar yeah. we go to, Mikey? that like rockabilly style. Yeah, rockabilly. Uh, it's called Black Dice Cafe, located in Toronto. Uh, it's called, uh, it's called, and it's like that rockabilly music. So like the Elvis and the leather jackets and this and that, and Tom Green is definitely going kind of for that vibe. But this, this reminds me a lot of, you know, we've had some earlier stunts and pranks done on Jackass where it's just so out of the norm in 2001, 2002 to see someone doing something like this as a joke. Now, if we yeah. see that our first instinct we've been trained to say is where's the camera, someone's being an idiot for TikTok or something along those That's lines. So true. Yeah. They, I bet you they had no idea how to register the tone. Like what, what is this guy doing? You could have done this in America or Canada. And we still would have been like, is he supposed to be like, I don't, I don't know that this is supposed to be a prank. So that's not where my mind initially goes. And for these people who are probably in a smaller village, it looked like it was a little bit off the beaten path. This is probably so outrageous to them. And that kind of played into how uncomfortable I felt the whole time, but in sort of a fun way. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. I love how it escalates too. Cause they, you know, they hit the streets again. They figure, okay, this was not the right spot. Let's do another one. So they set up in a different district here, right? You get more of the karaoke this time before he gets cut off. So this is, this is just a beautiful thing because Tom Green, he's just fucking giving it his all. He's wearing the, these huge, ridiculous platform shoes that are like attached to his pants. It's like all one big white leather jumpsuit. He's got the hair. He's got the makeup. He, he looks good. And, uh, he's, He's singing and he gets to the bridge and oh my God, the bridge of the song is amazing because instead of just letting the music play, he's pointing at people on the street. Looks like this guy is taking care of business. his mic is about to get cut, but I love the way this happens because right before it happens, he looks at the guy reaching over for the, the cord to unplug it and, and mid song, he just goes, not yet. And then <laughs> that's it. He's cut off. And, uh, not yet. Yeah. No, I have four more verses to do. He brings up Randy again, obviously another screwed up booking. Triple <laughs> yep. A entertainment, man. They, they got to get their shit together. He gives a description of Randy too. Uh, have you seen Randy? You know, he's got a, a green parrot on his shoulder, ward on his face, glasses, uh, walks with a limp <laughs> unless he's had at least eight hours of sleep, <laughs> likes eating stork. Oh my God. Tom Green on the improv. He's, he's just so talented. It's just so absurd. Like Chris, just a little like like five minutes ago, you just tried to do that. Yeah, I couldn't just do it. I butchered it to the shit. It's not as easy. No. It's not as easy as as people realize, especially when you're like put on the spot with a stranger, and you're also mm. kind of worried about the cops getting involved or something. Yeah. Like he keeps a cool head, and I used to always hate because um, you know our our mom and dad, Chris and I are brothers. If you're new to the podcast, used to just not understand Tom Green and think it was just an idiot turning on a camera. And making a fool of himself, but it, there is so much more to that. words in my mouth. No, m mom and dad used to oh, say that. Oh, I thought you said I used to think that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, Sorry. no. But you, they just boring. didn't understand. I don't pay they just have the time. <laughs> 
I know. I've seen the reviews of this podcast. No, uh, the ones that you leave. Yeah, the, the Chris Aaronworth uh, 416 on iTunes. It's a Who great podcast. Be? Chris, sexy motherfucker. Mikey can eat a dick. Jay, <laughs> shitty human being. Yeah, well. No, he, I said he's a human being that likes shit. Yeah, that well. was that was the joke, my friend. Come on, I was I was trying to be a bit more subtle about it. And <laughs> <laughs> for those who are confused as to why Chris keeps saying this, for those who are confused why Chris keeps saying and, it's because I said I think on this podcast right. we need to yes and each other a bit more. Speaking of Tom Green's uh, uh, improvisational skills, uh, and Chris has taken that to any time I make a bad joke, he says and. <laughs> And then just waits for the waits for uh, for something to happen. Yeah. But uh, that's all I got. Yeah, that's all I got. I just got the one bad joke. And <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on. <laughs> Remember AAA Entertainment. We're gonna be big. We're taking on ABC. That's for sure. Right if right ahead of ABC in the phone book. Yeah. Uh, Tom Green wants to go check out the seats in the Mercedes Benz. I like the seats in the Mercedes Benz. He's in karate gear. I don't know who this character he's playing is. I think he's trying to be karate master. And uh, yeah, I think so. I don't know why he's in a Mercedes Benz. He's just sitting there at the dealership testing it out. And then he just uh, decides, hey, what, what a great place to do a karate demonstration right here, right now. <laughs> How lucky these people are. I busts out like a thin piece of paper and then uh, the karate chop, the hammer comes down. And when that, that plank of, of uh, you know, A4 breaks in half, he's yelling <laughs> at the top of his lungs and he just holds the scream, freezes in place, hand down, post chop, just screaming. And the people are just not sure what to think of this guy. No. It's, I mean, this one makes sense to me because it, it probably was born of an idea, which was, guys, we're getting away with whatever we want. Where can we go? And what can, like, they go to a luxury car dealership, essentially, and they're like, will they let us get in the car, even though we're acting crazy? And turns out they did. Like, it was like, it just, I think they're just trying to see what they can get away with. And this is another example of that. Remember, when you were traveling abroad, you were an ambassador for your country. You should be on your best behavior. Which is why we're shooting commercials in the subway with strangers. Uh, Tom Green's, this, I love this. This is so stupid, so but he's got, he's got this lady with like a pouched juice or energy drink of some kind. And he's like directing her. He's like, okay, okay, hold it up, hold it up. And he looks at the camera and he's just like. Energy. 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 There you go. Thank you. I'm exhausted. I need some energy. Go, go. Energy. Oh, energy. Is that illegal drugs? He's just egging her on, like, no, no, not yet. We're not done yet. Hold it up, hold it up. She eventually just fucks off. Well, She's like, I. Did you think is... she actually left at like her actual stop? Because it was coincidentally right after he said illegal narcotics, and then she just yeah, he did say and books that. it. So I don't even know. Like I've been on the thing where like. Okay, whatever. I'm going to get some shit for saying this. But there was like a mentally challenged person that lived in our area. And he was a sweet guy, but he didn't like understand his own strength. And he would hug you and kiss you and slap you on the back and like actually hit you. And he recognized the people from the area. So I've seen, I'd be on the bus and he'd always ride the bus and he'd run in and he'd start freaking jumping on you and hitting you and all this stuff. And when I, it got to a point when I see him, I would just like leave the bus and pay for another bus fare because... (laughs) 
I couldn't deal with it anymore. So I'm wondering if that's what she did. That's a true story. Yeah, it's actually is. It, it very well could have been because it seemed like she had somewhat of an understanding of what he was saying a little bit. And uh, that guy, by the way, this is also a true story. I was taking like a 15 minute bus ride to get to the subway. I obviously grew up in the same area as Chris, him being my brother. And he latched on to me and just hugged me for the entire 16 minutes and everyone else on the bus literally moved to the other side of the bus while this was happening. I'm like, I don't, I don't know what to do, but you know, I, 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 I like the touch of a human being as much as the next person. So I just kind of let it happen. It was, yeah. It was kinda, well, it's it's funny. Nice. I swear. I, I seen the same guy on, uh, like six buzz, like Instagram page. And someone like did a video of him just like, really? I, I shit you not. Yeah. Yeah. I seen him the other day. He's around. He was at pizza pizza. He's calmed down quite a bit. They got him a little like scooter thing and he just rolls around. Ah, there you go. Yeah. No, he's a great guy. I just, uh, you know, the, the, the punching got excessive and the kissing on the lips. <laughs> um, I did, though, I did like the, uh, speaking of weird interactions on public transit, I did like the, the filming of the commercial, but I liked better the bit afterwards because afterwards is when he starts to get into the, if you like bananas, let me hear you say, oh yeah, uh, right? Oh, oh yeah, my yeah. God. yeah, yeah, on the, on the subway car, yeah. Because this one that's is, so is awkward great. because it's so, fuck, it's a library on that. It's packed and no one is saying anything. That is so far from what the subway is like anywhere else that I've been. And he's so clearly flying in the face of it and no one is reacting. Everyone is just looking the other way. And it just like, it, it was tense. My butt was so puckered for the entire, <laughs> I couldn't wait for it to be over, but like in a good way. Even at the end, he goes, well, that got a little awkward. <laughs> like even for him to say yeah. that. Cause that one guy, like he's on the subway car and just dead. Like, it's amazing how quiet everybody, I've never seen that before. Like I've never been to Japan, but just to see how quiet it's dead silent. All you hear is the engine of the train or whatever, you know, silence. And like this big white dude clearly stands out in the middle of the crowd. He's a tall guy too. It just, you're right. Just holding that mic up. Who likes potatoes, apples, bananas, and like, you know, all this stuff. It's just like. He's so loud, and the only reaction he gets is that one little little man, just like well, elderly man. He says, "Quiet, please." Like that's all he says. He, he says, says quiet, "Like please. we prefer quiet here." We prefer yeah, quiet. He's here. Like, and that's and, it. Seems like that actually got to Tom. Yeah. Well, the other thing, yeah, because like too he, is, he was flustered for a second. Is we're saying, oh, it. he's just saying, yeah, like he's yeah. just saying, let's you know, who likes bananas? Who likes apples? If you don't understand the language, they're just basically hearing a crazy person screaming. Like they're, they're they right. have no idea That's the true. context of it. Like as it's a joke. Like if someone came over there and speaking another language, like da, 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 when I'm trying to be quiet and everybody else is, you're just assuming they're just right. a fucking pure lunatic. That's true. That's a good point. Maybe it's a little yeah. bit more scary to them than yeah. anything else. And that's you know always Tom Green with the comeback to try to save it right at right at the end. So with the little interaction with the little elderly man, he tells him to be quiet. He says, "Oh, oh, quiet." Elderly man says, "Yes." little pause he says well, do you like potatoes <laughs> he's like he says very politely no <laughs> tom oh so so you don't like potatoes <laughs> like just can't leave it alone that's it. great uh and now tom's gonna hit the stage he's gonna be playing drums for the local band aqua juice 
I really can't tell if the crowd is in awe because Tom is so bad at drumming or because a big white man is ruining the show or both. Yeah, they, they're not um, reacting at all either. It's really it's fucking weird. It's interesting because like they try to peel him off the drums because he's he's playing to the song a little bit at first, but then he just goes full like stiff arms and he's just playing the same couple beats over and over. And he's tr- it's almost like someone who's like just a beginner at drumming who's like good at one thing and then they try to like you know throw a fill in that they've never done before and it just kind of falls apart and it's awkward to watch and he's just totally making this a pain to get through and then the people there are kind of laughing at him but by the end of it i will say that he kind of stuck it out so long they're trying to peel him off that drum set they do get him off there and he comes and sits back down and keeps drumming again at the end of it, it feels like everyone is kind of in on the joke and they're laughing yeah, with I him. Agree. Mm-hmm. I that agree. That was kind of a feel-good moment. It's kind of like he turned the crowd from being, you know, mocking him to being like, oh, this guy's actually, he's kind of, he's a silly person and I appreciate that he's just trying to, you know, get a rise uh, out of it. Rock his, and music speaks I, I liked to all it. languages. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't make said. a joke, seriously. Like, it's like, you know, you, you the people that are involved in that type of industry, like, as much as all the different oppression or not, I wouldn't even say oppression, just the cultural differences in Japan. If you get a rock crowd, they're going to understand some punk ass shit. You know what I mean? Regardless who you are, where you are True. in the world. And it's pretty cool that they're like, okay, we can fucking get behind this a little bit. A little bit. True. Yeah. No, that's a good point. And uh, yeah, Tom's now just playing around in a store. He's stolen an Afro wig oh, off one of the mannequins. This is my favorite thing of the, the entire sketch. <laughs> You get a good line here, Chris. Do you do you remember the line when he's talking to the store attendant there? Yeah. About- <laughs> he's just like, "No, this is my hair." Like, what? A, it's just a coincidence that my hair is the exact same as that you have on the face. It's just so ridiculous. This was by far the hardest I laughed in this entire thing. I don't know what it was. It was so simple, and he just yeah. is like relentless. No, no, this is my hair. This is my hair, and they're like. He's trying to walk away with it, and I, I just I could not get over how much I was laughing at this time. That yeah. that has kind of a weird similarity to the the uh, the sketch where he puts the dildo in the rotating thing of sushi because it's like he's conceding something. It's like you've done something wrong, and he's like, <laughs> "I know, I'm sorry." And they're like, "But you also did that wrong." He's like, "That's that one. That's not me. That no." So they're like, "Wait, he knows he's done something. Why is he? Am I wrong?" Like it just it makes there's such an awkward interaction where they just can't quite get on the same level. There's just there's this space that exists, but between the comprehension of the two people that is just so fun to live in because it just feels so weird it just look at also just look at the fro (laughs) it was just so so ridiculous like (laughs) it did not match him at all just a coincidence like he said it's so matter of fact (laughs) it's just so far from a matter of fact that i just i couldn't fucking handle that one that one to me that was the highlight of this entire video to me yeah and then he takes it a step further and says, you should see my pubes. Oh, yeah. I haven't shaved since 1976. <laughs> uh, great. And if the last episode of our podcast wasn't enough for you, God damn it, there's more Santa Claus in this one, too. Oh, right. Yep. What a theme. What Continuing a theme. on. So this one is Tom in what appears to be a shopping mall, and there's this 
it could be the expo too. I'm not really sure. It looks like the same setting, but there's this robot Santa that you can kind of, I think it's motion activated. So you go up to it, it'll start swaying its hips back and forth. And he kind of does this thing where he bends his arms up and down one at a time at the elbows. And he kind of does this jolly little dance, right? Um, the thing that you need to focus on here though, is that when the Santa is activated and starts singing and dancing, uh, it moves its hips like kind of back and forth, right? That's the thing you want to focus on because Tom realizes this and goes, oh, I could turn this into a bit. So he gets his hand right, right on the dick, right on Santa's, uh, <laughs> right on his Timbits for you Canadian listeners. Ooh. And he's just rubbing Ooh. it. And that this is just the foreplay though because that music, it's like some fucking country music, some old like 19 fucking 60s country music shit. I'm going back to see He's going all in. He starts with the handy. Eventually, he's he's bending over in front of it. He's uh, he gets down for a BJ. Like he's doing all the positions. yeah. The blowy was the best. The blowjob was the best. <laughs> it's it's so great. But my favorite part, favorite part, and I don't know if you guys noticed this, but in the background when he's doing the anal, um, <laughs> a security guard walks by, and you can tell it's a security guard because he's 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 got like the the hat and everything. Like he's he's definitely he's working there. His head is facing the opposite way of the camera as yeah, he just walks yeah, by. Yeah. Now, if this guy's job is to stop, you know, mischief in in the mall, uh, he saw this happening a mile away and went, "Nope, fuck that." Just kept here's going. The, here's the thing: I I think like to to that point, I, I think he did. He reacted a similar way the security guard did than someone in North America would act. But I do wonder. If one of the reasons why he's trying to avoid eye contact in all ways and why so many people are either completely ignoring it or absolutely fascinated by it comes down to that feeling of like our sex is censored. Our panties are sold through closets. We have to be so polite seeing sex in public like that. And a lot of Chris, like you said, this sounds dumb now, but like a lot of the uh, 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 porn that you'll watch, like Japanese porn is like on a subway and like a public thing. People were probably legitimately super thing. I, I've seen a lot of the public <laughs> okay. subway things. All right. All Sorry. Right. Okay, wait, so wait, wait, so did we not have this conversation? Is Japanese porn hereditary? <laughs> because <laughs> i said a completely different no, thing than that just, but you clearly knew some other facts no but but it was it was it was in line with the fact that it's all this like really taboo stuff right mm. it's like it's the things that like we're not supposed to be doing whether it's on a subway in public or it's like a sexual assault or something like that it's almost like the more you repress things the more it comes out to this like the the enjoyment comes in the potential to experience it publicly uh or to to do something like even worse like to really pull back harder the 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 other way and i think that people were like i bet you there were some people who were like this is the hottest thing i've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's tom green going down on santa all right ladies and gentlemen i want to introduce our new uh, podcast host sigmund freud <laughs> hey you're the one who brought up young and the collective unconscious young was freud's uh understudy so that's that's uh, uh like that i means said i'm, I'm good than you learner, boy, i don't fucking know that shit is i just like aliens and pyramids <laughs> What? Well, because all the pyramids came up in different fucking Jay, times and different places. He said he just like aliens and pyramids. Did he stutter? 
He's trying to tell you about science, my man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where to go with that one. Me and Mikey saw UFOs on the weekend. Yeah. That that's, weren't that's actually UFOs, true, actually. but it was the craziest thing we've ever seen. Yeah. Um, the, uh, yeah, so the, the, Wait, you're just going to uh, blow by that and not tell <laughs> that story? Dude, Mikey wakes me up out of Excuse bed me? and it's like, UFO shit's going on right now. We're up at her cottage. <laughs> and I'm like, fucking I'm in. <laughs> and it was fucking the most gnarly shit I've ever seen in my life. It was fucking crazy. It was like we looked up it was like Star, and Star Wars War Fleet. Or like War of the Worlds or something like that. Like it was basically like we looked up in the sky and there was a string of like a hundred bright lights, like a bit brighter than a satellite. Moving all so moving fast. in a, a perfect, perfect line yeah. together across the sky. And then and, more uh, were coming. And it was more to the point coming. where I'm like, yeah. And I kept trying to get more people to see it because I'm like, am I going fucking crazy? I can't believe I'm seeing this right now. It turns out it was Elon Musk launching a bunch of his uh, Starlink satellites, but it looked really, really yeah. outrageous I for, still for a second there. Fucking the truth is out there. It is. <laughs> you see what you guys just did? You see what you just did? Now, what do you, do? you guys were all worried about the poo people listening in. Now we got to deal with all these UFO conspiracy <laughs> theorists, motherfuckers. Like my best friends? We're screwed, guys. I- yeah, that's ma- mainly everyone Chris associates himself with is is that Venn diagram of poo and aliens yeah. and just whatever poo meets in the middle aliens. is is Chris's best friends. Uh, they yes. call them. The the true <laughs> the true peanut butter and jelly of uh, exactly conspiracy exactly. is poo and aliens. Yeah, sounds like a game I used to play when I was a kid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so now Tom's on the uh, on the streets of Japan, just getting a rise out of people. I. I appreciate that he got people to interact with him instead of just ignoring him here because he's he's basically just in his Elvis costume and he's just going around saying, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And there's this group yeah. of like uh, these these girls that are repeating what he's saying. And I don't know. It's it's a short little sketch, but it's kind of like nice to see people interacting. And yes, I see the score there, Chris, of the so, uh, hockey game. I got excited. The good old hockey game. Oh. Um, anyway. the, 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 there's one moment, uh, I think it's, is it just after that he then goes to the Tokyo subway? Indeed. Yes. So there's a moment in this. So basically correct me if I'm wrong. I don't have like super specific notes on it, but he basically just goes there to, to cause a ruckus and to just get in the way of everything. There's yeah. only one thing about whistling. this. He's whistling. Yeah. Cause the, the conductors oh, are whistling and everything. Whistling there's only the one thing. But so that's the one thing that really made me cringe. He's in a very public place and there are tons of people around him and he puts his fingers in his mouth and I actively went, oh no, because I'm so (laughs) used to not being in public and washing your hands and this and that. And there was even in the Santa thing going back a couple ago, there was one person who walked by with a mask on and I was like, that guy gets it. He's, he's, he's ahead of his time. 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he knows it's Jesus coming. Jesus Christ. In Japanese theater, masks are worn to represent emotions. The mask of an ugly woman called Hiyotoko signifies sadness. Uh, but yeah, moving on. Japanese theater. Uh, Tom goes to a mask shop. We get a little interstitial that talks about the traditional theater. Uh, he has this mask of it's some, I don't know, some... <laughs> Uh, lady character that uh, the guy at the shop puts the mask on and shows him how to do the dance and uh, yeah. Tom does he the dance it. and everybody in the shop thinks it's the funniest thing. He he did he nail it, it but he, he just leaves the shop and he's like I have no idea what just happened there. <laughs> you guys know what just happened there? <laughs> hey, he, the shop owner made a sale so good for that guy. Space is at such a premium in Tokyo that many people are forced to sleep in capsule hotels. Guests are stacked on top of each other in tiny compartments. Japan, guys, is a very 
crowded place, especially Tokyo. Space is at a premium there, and Mm -hmm. if you've ever, you know, heard of the famous hotels you can go there, that's literally (laughs) just like a little cubicle that has enough to fit a mattress. They're they're stacked on top of each other, and you can go on these things and rent them for a night or whatever. Uh, This this one is good, too. (laughs) Tom is... Is trying to sell his merchandise, but it's not Tom Green merchandise. No, no, it's the Go Fork Yourself t-shirts. Um, and what really sells this thing is he's he's wearing the gear. He's got this silver suit, like his silver <laughs> pants. Um, he's, he's wearing his own Go Fork Yourself t-shirt. But the cherry on top is the fork head that kind of like wraps around the top of his head and underneath his jaw. And it's this giant metallic like silver plush kind of fork and he's just basically popping his head into people's cubicles to uh spread At like the, three in the morning three in the morning too yeah and he's he, he wants to spread the the positive benefits of using the fork as a utensil is how he puts it would you like a go fork yourself t-shirt yeah this costume is cutting off my ability to breathe how are you i have a go fork yourself t-shirt for you okay it's three o'clock in the morning Excuse me, sir, would you like a Go Fork Yourself t-shirt and learn the the positive aspects of using the fork as a utensil? It's just, so, this is this is the one, th- there's two, I think there's two sketches in this that really strike me as creative. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of this just comes from improv and them doing dumb things. The putting the dildo on the on the rotating thing in the sushi, that sticks out to me as, as very fucking funny. This one is also very, very funny. The idea of trying to spread popularity of the fork as though they've never heard of one of these but things. But have they? And then to do it in this context. Honestly, honestly. Of course they know what forks no. are. Oh, of come course on. they know what forks Chris. are. <laughs> Chris, they know what folks forks are. No, I don't, they just, I honestly don't like, think so. Do you, Chris, do you, know, do you know what a chopstick is? Yeah, but they eat everything with fork, uh, chopsticks. Yeah, and we eat everything with because forks. we like. Sushi. I'm sure there's probably times where it's appropriate to use a fork. Like if you go to, let's say they go to like an American steak joint that opened say, up there, is, right? Is there is there a similar thing where if they order like a hamburger and fries from like a, a mock American restaurant, would they get sent a fork and knife? At like oh, like when we order hands. Japanese food, we get sent chopsticks. Chopsticks for the fries. Some hands some for people the do. <laughs> I. This him opening, I, I remember this sketch so well as yeah. a kid. Uh, I remember it just feeling like, A, because I was so shocked that this type of hotel existed. And the, the you know that feeling you have when it's in the middle of the night, and especially when you have to travel, and there's almost this like haziness and like nauseousness that you have when it's when you're awake at that point. He clearly has that, but I'm 99% sure he's supremely hungover. And that's why they're doing that. Like, like he, he throws up at one point or he's like gagging at one point and he keeps saying it's the fork thing. But I bet you all they've been doing is drinking and partying. And now he's up at three in the morning, waking other people up, vomiting and just being like, he, like, he even <laughs> he turns to the camera at one point. And he's just like, what are we doing? Guys, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> yeah. Mikey, can you sit back yeah, down? Love that. Throw that, me that off. Fucking like, what are you doing? Uh, I, I, I just I, I, I wanted to stand up. I was getting a little bit uh, antsy. There we go. That fucking fork costume, though, is pretty funny because you could see it is pretty tight around his neck. <laughs> he's like starting to like kind of sway and stuff a little bit. It's like he's probably hung over, like you said, but I think it just adds to the whole effect of like he looks like he's about to pass out at any moment. Like, yeah, forget that there's a strange man from another country in a fork costume waking you up at three in the morning, but he probably also <laughs> smells like shit and he's yeah. clearly like in the worst state you could have 
for, just to have like a visitor at three in the three a.m. Like <laughs> imagine this is the most annoying you could possibly be. You're sitting and sleeping in a pod, which is already weird, and then you just see a fucking weirdo foreigner in a f- like. I, I, it doesn't even look like a fort costume. It just, I don't even know what it looks like. And then you're just like, he's just tapping on your shit. I would trip the fuck out. Like, it would really fucking yeah. sketch me out. But hey, he made a sale at the end of the night. So, uh, good for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of those t shirts. Yeah. I hope Spread that guy who, who got the t shirt still has it to this day. Cause that is a one of a kind. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably worth something. I think he's probably too polite to throw it away. Probably. Handling over 4 million passengers each day. Shinjuku Station in Tokyo is the busiest subway station in the world. What better place to get a jet lag uh, catch-up nap than at the top <laughs> of the station stairs during rush hour? <laughs> I couldn't believe. Yeah, Tom Green just fucking lays down at the top of the stairs where everyone is going through and no one is kicking him in the teeth. I cannot stress enough how quickly you would lose your life if you did this in a major city other than Tokyo. Like, it's it was so nerve wracking watching it. I can't believe he got away with it. And he did. And it was fucking it was so funny because I didn't have to be there. But if I were there, I would be furious at him. It just causes the most gnarly bottleneck. Like it's hilarious at how, again, polite everybody is. They're just moving away. And like it, it would only take you like you wouldn't even be able to know what was happening until you're the next person in line. That's how jam packed like sardines. This is happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. I love, too, that he's narrating the whole thing. It's not like he's just there pretending to sleep. He's on his mic just telling people about, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the jet yeah. lag, you know? <laughs> I watched two movies. I should have probably just went to sleep, but you know how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, then when the security comes to escort him out, he's like, it's it's the jet lag, though. That's why like, he just he's can't so get good. off of it. He's so good yeah. of, uh, at, like, finding that real reason to, to feign innocence. And, like, him doing that is what makes it funny. Because if he was a dick about it, like just a blatant dick, it wouldn't be funny. It just feels like we can all imagine that he is just a bit of a dummy. He's a little slow. And then he just the way he plays into it is just like, man, it it just gets me. There are so many people who could do this. If Ryan Dunn did this, I would hate this catch. (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually wouldn't be committing fully. He'd be like apologizing yeah. oh sorry yeah, yeah he, i don't mean to be in your way but the jet lag um, i feel like it i feel like he, he wouldn't he'd do it for and, a bit and be like yo the cops are coming like we gotta go yeah he'd look at the camera is this is this good does it look good though <laughs> did it work was it good did you get the shot <laughs> yeah tom green meets a clown on the street making some balloon <laughs> animals and uh this clown does not understand english it's clear she, she he or she i could tell if that was a girl I think or he, guy i think he was no it, he? it was definitely she because uh, i was attracted it's, it's the makeup Okay, there you go. You got okay. a clown thing. I know. I know. We can talk about that. Um, God damn it. I don't even know why I'm doing this to myself. But is clown poo like rainbow, do you think? Like, does it come out? Do we need to go there? You can't even, you can't even avoid it. Even when you know it's bad for you. You're just like, this is what I, this is my takeaway. At the, I like, I like the idea that the end of it's like, okay, any thoughts to uh, wrap up? And you're like, yeah, I didn't really think much of this sketch, but, uh, there was one in particular that got my mind working, and that's what it is. <laughs> it's not even really a good sketch. Tom just starts like talking to the clown, and obviously it's clear there's no there's a translation, there's a barrier here. Like this ain't happening, and he's he's speaking really slow. How did you become a clown? And eventually he starts just making shit up. He's he's going 
poo 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 pa 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 poo 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 and then the clown starts doing it and he's just like oh you're stealing my bit yeah, now he's he like just leave. loses interest he's like do yeah, musical the moment the moment that tom realizes a sketch is done and he does it a lot and i love that they keep it in it's fantastic mm-hmm. he's just so immediately drop of a hat yep done Off nothing switch. more to do with it the the balloon guy's just like wait i thought we were and he's like fuck it we're done the sketch yeah, is done he, he just bounces. fucking walks away it's so good <laughs> And uh, Tom Green expressing that childlike innocence once again with the Japanese firefighters. He stops a fire truck on the side of the road and he asks like any, you know, seven-year-old boy would, can I do the siren? And it goes on and he's just laughing like a child, like it's the most amazing (laughs) thing he's ever heard in his life. Yeah, just incredible. Everybody's getting a kick out of it. And then we cut and he's in the back of a stranger's truck. And he's like, I'm not really sure who he is or how I got here, but I guess he's going to this guy's house. Um, And Tom gets transported there. He, He leans into the window, though, of the truck and he says... Uh, Domo Arigato, Mr. Roboto. And just for reference, like this is one of many. This whole special, Tom, is this is like his most used phrase while he's in Japan. I don't think he actually yeah. learned any Japanese. He just likes saying this to like everybody in any situation. Which, because it's based on the song. Obviously, I, f- I feel like most right. people listening to the podcast would know the song, but it's like vi- also vi- like that's one thing I didn't like because it was very clearly like, oh, it's like a little bit racist. Like it's just yeah. not, it, like and, cliche, and it's not original. Yeah. And yeah. that's where I feel like he just doesn't, he, 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 I don't want to say crosses the line cause that is a term that's overused, but it just feels like he, he loses track of, of where the, the, that gray area between funny and ignorant is. And, uh, and, and he kind of just crosses over it. And the fact that he goes back to that well so many times is a little annoying, but oh, well. Yeah, I agree. hundred percent. Oh, like well. you're right. It's overused joke, and Mikey. it's cliche, but I think like he, <laughs> what would have been better is if he actually learned a little bit of Japanese, but just enough to like, know he was using that improperly. Like true, true. He gets to the stranger's house who happens to be a chicken owner. And Tom naturally asks, Hey, we got to get those chickens in my van to poo in it. Cause it's like, we already had the monkeys in there shitting everywhere. So why not get some chickens? And these guys go all out. They go all out. How many, oh, do, my God. do you guys count how many chickens went in there? I didn't know, I did. but it was, it was, did, a, it was too many chickens. No, I, I did. You're going to say 69, 69 Chris. 69. I know you're going to say oh, 69. Come on, let me have that, it's, man. It's, it's the one <laughs> joke I get in an episode, man. Fucking give me a break. God Some of the listeners are new. All right. <laughs> Fucking break. I like that both Jay and me immediately, we immediately were like, no, Chris, we know it's a number. You're going to say 69. Yeah. I know. It's, it's, I have it's to like edit my these fucking, motherfuckers. You know, I heard that trademark. joke way too many times. Everyone knows there's no bad 69 <laughs> joke. My favorite part of this sketch is when, uh, when they're, they're loading the chickens back into the, cause like they put the chickens in the car and like, they don't do anything. They're like, okay, well that's good enough. I guess they shot in it. Great. And they start to throw the chickens back into the, the barn and the guy just like hucks chickens, like almost oh, overhand. Yeah. Yeah. And Tom just looks at him. He's like, <laughs> easy does it. <laughs> it's great. It's great. His reaction is great. Cause I was super uncomfortable with the way those chickens. It was like out of like old grain of time. Like when you're trying to catch those chickens and you just fucking yeah. boot them. <laughs> Oh, pretty much, yeah. man. <laughs> and then they all attack. Oh man, I could, I could, I could see that happening. Actually, we we do get a uh, chicken poo, monkey poo comparison when it's all said and done. Tom shows us what the difference is. Um, we get a uh, close up on both. The monkey poo is a little bit more of a yellow mustard color, whereas the uh, the bird poo seems to be a little darker in tone, a little bit more oaky. You might have hints of oak and um, aged like coffee, like uh, coffee beans. Mm to it mm-hmm. i mean yeah. you're getting me onto your side of things now i think yeah. 
that's how it starts. I, 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 I uh, hit but the Nerf tennis balls when you or tennis balls when you open up the package. Show it to anybody that's watched Song the documentary. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's perfect. Nerf is a perfect parallel to the prize that Tom gives this lucky man for <laughs> letting the chickens poop oh, in his right. van. You guys remember what this was? Oh yeah, it was like a race car, wasn't oh, it? Yeah, yeah, like a remote control car. And uh, Tom is more enthralled by this thing than they are. I think they're kind of like, he's so excited by the, by it going back and forth. And the, the Japanese man is just politely like, oh, oh yeah. Ooh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Great. Japanese police officers wear uniforms that make them seem friendly and approachable. But remember, they are the law and should be respected. Japanese police officers are the law in Japan. Well, of course they're the law. Japanese police officers are the law in fucking Ukraine. What what the fuck am I talking about? Despite their friendly <laughs> uniforms, though, don't be don't be fooled. Uh, Tom Green says they dress like Boy Scouts, but this police officer doesn't understand him. So it's Tom Green's lucky day. Uh, he asks them to buy some cookies to make a campfire, and I'm freezing, Daddy. Can you make me a campfire? <laughs> that like. That line is so perfect. And the fact like there's something behind the psychology of a person who's interacting with Tom Green where he says one thing that is so far removed from his reaction to what he says that the person who's hearing it is like, there's no way I just heard that the way he said it. And they're trying to gauge like their you can see the gears in their mind turning of like i how am i supposed to react to this guy like am i now just like they smile and they're like yeah great you, that's what you said and i'm on board for it and he like he's just tapped into that sense that there's this weird period of dissonance between what he says and what the person understands and he lives there and that just that just gives us such good content, especially with someone like the cops. They're expecting to be the authority. And this guy comes in and he's just like clearly running the conversation and they, they can almost see it slipping away from them. Yeah, totally, man. Yeah. He, he is great at that. Like you say, like he's, he lives in his own like dimension, right. Of like, this is the truth and I'm sticking to it, even though it is clearly bullshit. And I love right. that, man. He's so good at committing. Mm -hmm. Um, and he even, he plays to the audience too. Like he gets you in on it. He'll look at the camera while he's interviewing people. And like when a joke is happening and he knows, ah, this is ridiculous, isn't it? He's like looking at you as, as exactly. if to say, can you believe this? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah he, he really, he's a, he's a man of the people that Tom Green. Just like I, me. I feel like being <laughs> man of the people chris aaronworth good old man of the people unless right. that person is your brother then you will wedgie him and uh, give him a nervous tick for his entire life <laughs> chris is so in tune with the people that he he believed they don't use forks in japan they don't have utensils there <laughs> man well, of the people chris don't know what forks are don't know what forks have are have you been to japan yeah have you yeah Bullshit. I call That's bullshit, bullshit on that. I have. <laughs> <laughs> this is my passport got stolen, so I don't yes. have proof. <laughs> um, no, but uh, you mentioned that he that Tom kind of turns to the camera and has his reactions that are for the audience. But imagine being Tom Green's cameraman. Like this would be so is much Glenn better than cameraman? Rick Cossack because it, and it also is Glenn, Glenn Humplick, not exactly Humplick? Rick Cossack. I was going to say Glenn is like Rick Cossack meets Philip Seymour Hoffman meets bubbles from trailer park boys, like some combination of all those That's three pretty um, much a spot on description, but it would be so much fun to be Tom's uh, cameraman. Like I, I can't imagine how like, cause you're removed from it and you're not getting dragged into the joke in the way that a jackass cameraman is where you're now at risk. You just get to watch him do the funniest shit all day. It'd be amazing. Yeah. Oh man. It would be treat. God damn it, though, Chris, when you said Glenn Humplick, 
I got to talk about it here briefly because we're not doing the Tom Green show. So there is an episode of the old Tom Green show where I don't know if you guys remember this, but he got Glenn Humplick. He like goes over to his house late at night with a camera and he's like, we doing this or what? And Glenn's like, yeah, yeah, we're going to do it. And they put him in the shower and turn the shower on and he's wearing like um, a diaper and he's got these rattles and he's shaking them. They're like taking pictures of him in in baby baby attire. (laughs) He's like, come on, baby, shake it. Yeah, that's it. They're taking all these pictures. And like the next day on the show, they cut back to the live audience and Glenn just looks like he made the biggest, like, like he fucked a really, he got really drunk and fucked like the ugliest yeah, dick imaginable like missing top row of teeth I, I 100% stinky remember and he's like I, oh fuck I can't believe I did that and like they published the photos at a store and they had him up just in a storefront window <laughs> 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 anyways we got a couple more to go we're right at the tail end here folks uh, Japanese to English translations here this is one of my favorites too, and it's such a short sketch. But Tom Green's up at a uh, like a vending machine, and it's got some English text on there that was poorly translated. It says, "Why don't you have anything to drink? Choose one, making you better feeling. Why don't you have anything to drink? Choose one, making you better feeling." And then this line just gets repeated over and over by Tom. And he's like rubbing his belly in front of the camera. He's upping the intensity with every go around of the line. He's got these uh, Japanese girls coming in and he's like asking them, why don't you have anything to drink? Choose one, <laughs> making you better. God damn it. I, this got me laughing pretty hard. It was great. And it, it, I mean, that's to be, to be honest, I expected more jokes like that than uh, then we ended up getting, and I'm glad we didn't. I'm glad this is the only time it happened because this could have very easily, uh, encroached on racist. Like if he kept it going, uh, but I feel like it's just one time they bring it up and, and it's funny in and of itself. So it's like, let's just, we know it's there. Let's get it out of the way. We're not going to do it right up front. We're going to do it a little bit later. So you see how he interacts with actual human beings. It was a perfect time for it. And, uh, it turns out it was also just fucking hilarious. And that, that idea of repetition of like saying the same thing over and over and over again until it becomes absurd, until it becomes funny is so integral to Tom Green's sense of humor. Uh, and we've already seen it happen a few times in this episode. And this is, I think, the biggest one yeah. where literally all he's doing is looking at them and saying the same I, sentence. I hate it so much. And it's because when Mikey said he like imitated Tom Green shit, that's like Mikey's number one thing. <laughs> You'll be sitting there chilling, minding your own business and he thinks something's funny. And he just fucking goes and goes and goes and goes and goes. And even though you don't find it funny, you eventually start to fucking laugh. And then that feeds him even more. And then it just keeps on fucking going. So, like, I hate all that shit because it fucking drives me nuts. You can't. You cannot break. You try so hard. But the more you try not to break, it's like, don't smile. Don't smile. You know, you're going to fucking smile. And Mikey just thinks he's so fucking genius with that shit. And we all hate it as a family. I'm just letting you know that right now. Hey, if, if I'm not, if I'm not, if I'm not genius, don't laugh next time. Fuck you. I mean, it's that simple. (laughs) (laughs) Next kid. (laughs) Next kid. Next kid. I don't know if this was like the best one to end on, but uh, Tom Green lost his pants. So he's going to the lost and found at the subway. He didn't actually lose his pants. He's wearing a pair, but he goes in there and he says he was molested by a group of police officers who look like Cub Scouts. At least he thought they were Cub Scouts because they, they look so convincing. So that's why he let it happen. Um, and he's like, he's putting his leg up on the desk. He's stroking. He's like, if you see, you see jeans, 
jeans like these ones it gets to this point at the end where they're bowing at each other because in japan as as everybody knows like when you bow it's a sign of respect right so you get a little interstitial from the announcer that says the more you bow or the deeper you bow the more respect you're showing and it's basically just a montage of tom bowing over and over and over and over again and i think these these two in the station um there the lost and found they bowed for like a solid minute before the guy was like okay that's that's cool <laughs> thanks dude this <laughs> one i fucking loved i'm not gonna lie it just it was so funny to me just watching like see like this is just exploiting all like it again again yes maybe this encroaches on being culturally insensitive i'm not sure but it's fucking weird that they have to bow at each other all the time and it would be you could do the same thing in america by shaking someone's hand and not letting go and i think that Borat does that uh in in some of his things so it you know it goes both ways and i'm fine with with it being the other way but it's weird that that you constantly bow because like to, to like go over overtly polite with someone because logically there's nothing in a bow that that says that so when he just kind of like really exploits that, it's like he finds a loophole in their culture and he's like, oh, I can just do this and nod your head all the time and they have to do it with you. It's so funny. It's so good. He's like, it's because it's like, oh, I'm going to be more polite than you if you don't do this. And then because, again, once you're polite to Tom Green, you've opened up the door to be exploited and he he does that and he show he pulls no punches. Totally. That's pretty much the end. But we do get one more thing to take it all away. And this, I thought, was going to be some big finale because, holy shit, Japandemonium is flashing on the screen. And we get a countdown, three, two, one, but it kind of turns out to be like Gabo and the Simpsons. It wasn't, the hype wasn't all it uh, was meant to be. <laughs> and uh, this, my friends, is the outtakes, the bloopers, and the the cut content. We got Tom in like a chicken suit at, at an auction. He's just kind of like headbanging to an auctioneer as he you know does his auctioneer thing um he's wearing a horse mask neighing at people on the street yeah we get another cut of pizza pie which god damn it yes and, <laughs> i was uh, so sick of pizza pie by the end of oh come on it's a classic dude i went after i watched this i was upstairs uh, making something to eat and i was just singing pizza pie <laughs> pizza pie but uh, if there's anything i learned from japandemonium it's that godzilla doesn't give a crap about france godzilla doesn't give a crap about france <laughs> and why should you that was a good no one, one. i like that fringe well especially not godzilla you know actually who does is mothra and that's why godzilla and mothra uh get in so many fights that's right, man. But that's pretty much it, guys. Like that is the end of Subway Monkey Hour. And like I said, it's a bit of a, uh, it's a bit all over the place, but it's a fun romp. It goes by quick and it's pretty much laughs the whole way through, which is what I was surprised. There's not nothing like when we watch some jackass episodes where it's like, oh man, like the middle of this really dragged. I didn't really feel yeah. that with this. Not at um, all. I loved, was, I loved the whole thing. I loved yeah, all of I, it. I, I, and I, I, like you said, I, I was going to say, I, I think I was the person that enjoyed it the least and I still enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah, I, it, like it had its moments and it had its things. I'm more of a jackass comedy style. I like that more immature things. He played into like the exact place like this wouldn't work if it wasn't in Japan by any stretch. And I don't know another place in the right. world where it would right. have worked. But because he obviously knew that this would be the place to pull that shit off. You got to give credit there. But uh, it was great. I definitely highly suggest anybody watching it, but for me, it, like I, I like the jackass shit better, man. I'm I'm looking forward to getting back to season two. It's fair. Not as much of uh, people getting hurt in this one, that's for sure, and not not as much like punk rock uh, kind of like hardcore thing, which also shapes a, a lot of the way that we grew up. The one thing I do like it, it, about the way that this ends off is we get a line from Tom Green 
over the, is it Tom who says it or is it the narrator? I can't remember. But he says, you know, there's a ton of culture in Japan. And if we hadn't just run around making asses of ourselves, you would have seen some of that. And it's a nice little nod to say, like, guys, this isn't us making fun of Japan. This is us making fun of ourselves the same way we do in America. uh, But this is how this culture uh, reacts to that. There's way more here than what we just showed you. In case you're so dumb that you think that this is an actual tour guide, it's not. We just had some fun have at it mm-hmm. yeah exactly tom greens he's always he puts himself first as the target to be if you're going to ridicule someone it's always him and he knows that he's not making fun of people to be cruel or anything like that and most of the time in this he's not really making fun of people he's more just like i think looking at like cultural um expectations and norms and going okay like let's see if we can break this kind of like you said yeah. earlier yeah, with yeah, the yeah, bowing. Yeah, yeah. like he's trying to See, like, what, like, how will people react if I was to do this or do that? And that's kind of what makes him special. I, I get that some people don't like him and he's an acquired taste and he can be a little much for people. Maybe some people find him annoying or not funny, and that's totally fine if you feel that way. But there's something to be said for this guy's improv ability, his ability to just come up with these wild ideas that you're like, how the fuck did he think of that? And like, and keep a straight face throughout, too. Like, he doesn't crack. The only time, like we said in this whole special, is when he has a slight moment with the noodles in his mouth where he yeah. kind of chuckles. <laughs> and other than that, he's, he's stone cold the whole way. It's impressive. Yep. Tom so. Green 316, because Tom <laughs> Green said so. <laughs> and with that, that's probably enough to take us out. Um, <laughs> unlo- I have a question for you guys, though, before we do go. Yeah. Have you ever met Tom Green or, like, had a chance oh. to see him in person? No, I would love to, though. I would fucking love to. Have you? I actually have. I have. Ooh. That sounds like a leading um, question, Jay. It is leading the question. lead a I bit. Just yeah. Talk about me, 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 me. <laughs> me. Um, How was he? No, I, the reason I asked, too, is because you guys are in his area. I thought it'd be more likely mm, you'd have right, a Tom no. Green story. I've seen Kenny but, and Spenny a couple times from Kenny versus Spenny, uh, but that's And I've seen it. John Doerr yeah. at the airport. There you Decent. go. Decent. I did see Tom Green... At his comedy stand, he came to Calgary to do some stand-up. This was like years, years ago, probably like 10 years ago. But um, the I was having like the shittiest night ever. I think I just broke up with a girl I was with for a long time. And my buddy said, okay, let's go do something. Tom Green's in town. Let's get tickets. Let's do it. So we went, got super hammered before the show, as you do, pre-drinking, walked down there, got to the venue, drank some more for the stand-ups that came before him. And by the time he was there, I was already pretty fucking sloshed, but I was having a great time. His stand-up bit was Amazing. It was so funny. Uh, He talked about, you know, the show. He talked about skating. He talked about all sorts of just stuff that he's done in his life. It was real surprising. Like, I was blown away by how good it was. But the thing here, the story that I want to tell is at the end of it, he uh, stuck around to, like, you know, do autographs. He wanted to say hi to people if they wanted to stop by and whatever, right? So we lined up, as we do. Um, My buddy had brought a VHS tape of a Tom Green special he had that was like a rare one he wanted him to sign it and i didn't really have anything but i was so you know inebriated at that point that i was thinking like i gotta come up with something really good i don't know if you guys have had this where you've met someone famous or someone you look up to and you're thinking like i have to have like a real zinger to come out with yeah like i have to impress them with the first thing i say I'm thinking real hard about what that, that's going to be, but I'm in no mind to come up with anything clever. And uh, I had been watching the Tom Green show a lot before uh, kind of going to see him. And there was this one episode where he does this game called Celery Generals. Now, oh, what I this remember is, this. I remember, remember Celery this. Generals. I do. Yeah. 
Okay. He so, had the, the little like wilted, uh, yeah. Anyway, sorry, you, you tell it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's basically just, they have cherry tomatoes, toothpicks, and like celery sticks and they go out on the highway, him and his buddies, and they set up these, what they call celery generals on the highway. It's like a rural highway out in the middle of nowhere. And they just are waiting for cars to come by. And the game is like, if your guy gets hit, you're out, right? Simple concept. And I don't know why that popped into my head that episode. And I'm like, oh man, I'm going to reference that. And he's going to be like, whoa, deep cut. Cool, Jay. <laughs> uh, it's our turn to go up. I see Tom there. I'm like, holy shit, I'm going to meet Tom Green. This is pretty cool. I have my line all queued up in my head. So I get up there and there's Tom Green. He's like, hey, how's it going? And I just lean in. Like, I don't step up to the table. I like <laughs> lean in at like a 45 degree angle as if I'm like telling him something really important. I'm like, hey guys, check this out. So here it comes. My line that I came up with is... uh it's every boy's childhood dream to one day play Celery Generals with the man, Tom Green. And I'm happy to say that day has finally come. And I kind of did this thing where I stuck my hand out like to point as like a cool guy would do, like a yeah. And Tom Green didn't say anything. He just kind of stared at me for a second. He was like, yeah, that's cool, man. And I was like too embarrassed at that point to say or start a conversation. I was like, Thanks, man. Good show. And I just turned around and uh, my buddy was there with his VHS tape. He just kind of looked at me like, the fuck was that, man? Come on, (laughs) Tom Green. What are you doing? Oh my God. That's no, a, pretty it, bad. It, it always plays out better in your head than, it, uh, or you think it will in your head better than it actually mm-hmm. does when you say it. Chris can attest yeah, to that. And one day we'll get into yeah. a couple stories of his interactions oh with, uh, that's why I was cringing the whole time. Cause I knew exactly how this was going to play out. Cause I've been there. Jay, we'll, I feel we'll tell it. That's how about that for a tease on a future episode, remind us yeah, to tell totally. the story about Chris and Jonathan oh, Tate. If, if the opportunity <laughs> arises, Jesus, I'm cringing right now. <laughs> Dude, that I think that that's uh, it's it's hard. Your brain just kind of goes to mush, and if you've been drinking, then uh, yeah, that that pressure. I, I ain't no Tom Green on the improv, I guess. After all, but uh, <laughs> I if if Tom Green ever hears this, like fucking fat chance. But if he does, if you remember that, Tom, reach out. Uh, embarrass me some more, will you? Because uh, I, I really do wonder that. I still think about that sometimes. I'm like, I wonder if he fucking remembers that drunk idiot coming up and referencing. For sure, he that. does. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> yeah. In a way, if he does, then it's it's mission accomplished because baby, my line, my my line cut through. My line cut through. It was just fucking embarrassing and terrible. And I'm happy to share it here with you all. And that is that is our show. Uh, thank you for joining us for Tom Green Subway Monkey Hour. This was uh, something different. I don't know. Maybe we'll do something like this again in the future. But for now, we're back on to Jackass, and we might as well announce it here because this is a big one coming up next, boys. We are not jumping straight into season two. We figured it's time to visit the behemoth that is Jackass the movie. Baby, am I excited. I can't wait. We'll have that for you, as always, next Thursday. But until then, I think that's it, boys. Let's uh, let's wrap her up. Anything left to say? Any final thoughts? I ain't got nothing. Not a... With that, bye. I'm Jason Wellwood. Bye. I'm Chris Aaronworth. Bye. I'm Mikey Aaronworth. And this has been Jackassed. <laughs>
Pizza pie. Furnished by Sad Styles Productions. Get into it. This was a Press X for Sound audio production.